Ghosts are real. I should know. I am one. That's what I sometimes tell people at parties, just to watch them stutter for a second. It livens up the usual and what-do-you-do conversations when you tell someone you're a ghost. They stand there looking confused, and then I relent and smile and say, a ghost writer, I mean. The conversation from my side goes as follows. Yes, I ghostwrite books. Yes, you'd have heard of them. In bookshops, yes. No, I can't tell you who, sorry. No, really. Then I do a conspiratorial lean in. If I did, I'd have to kill you. That's a joke, too. They say everyone has a book in them. Perhaps they have, perhaps they haven't. What interests me is whether they can get it out of themselves and onto the page. The reality is most people can't, or won't, or just don't have the time. What with the job and the commute and the kids and the in-laws coming at the weekend and have you seen that latest Netflix series? It's really very good. Pile success and a public profile on top of that a calendar packed with TV shows and award ceremonies, and a 30-date one-man or woman tour and maybe a collapsing marriage and a rebound toy boy, and it becomes even more impossible. And that's where I come in. It's Saturday and I am working again, up against my latest deadline. I've nearly finished the book I'm currently writing, the memoir of a celebrity chef known for the cheeky twinkle in his eye, which should, the publisher hopes, help his sales figures to rise as quickly as his Victoria sponge. This afternoon, I'm finishing off his acknowledgements, that final flurry of thank yous that I'm never sure if anyone reads. Yes, I write them too, if my subject can't be bothered. I scan what I've got so far. First, many thanks to my agent, Jerry, and huge thanks to my editor, Francis, and the rest of the team at my brilliant publisher. But above all, thanks with a cherry on top to my wonderful wife, Tracy, who was so helpful in getting my memories straight for this autobiography. Let's face it, some of it was tricky for me to piece together, especially that colourful spell just before rehab. And some of it, of course, I didn't want to mention to my ghostwriter at all. The truth is, I've really made a cake of myself, in more ways than one, not least over my assistant, with a decisive tap, I press the backspace on the keyboard in front of me and watch the words I've just written disappear off the screen. There's no way I can submit that. I am just letting off steam. I'd thought I was finished with the book until the editor called to ask, had I seen the papers? There might be a little bit of rejigging needed. I should have known. Whenever I visited the chef, there was far too much meaningful eye contact between him and the over-officious Ruby, his PA. Meanwhile, poor Tracy would be hovering in the background, fiddling nervously with her cardigan sleeves. He is still denying it all, officially. His team wants to give it a decent amount of time before he'll announce the sad news of his separation. And, of course, I won't really out him as a cheater in his thank yous. After all... I am nothing if not reliable. That's what I am paid for, 
to make sure pages get filled, deadlines are hit, and books make it onto the shop shelves in time for Christmas. Regardless of the author's last-minute panto rehearsals or discreet trip to Thailand to dry out, I am a professional. So I think for a second, then start clacking away again. A special thank you, I type, for the people who've been with me from the start. I really wouldn't be here without you. That's for poor, heartbroken Tracy. Let him explain to the publisher why he wants it taken out. I keep going. And thanks also to Nikki Wilson, who made this book possible.